It's the Highline Bears podcast with Bill Willis. On this episode... We step into the coach's corner and introduce you to Highline Bears manager Josh Evans. We talk about last season, returning players, new recruits, and the outlook for the 2019 season. I thought it was an honor. It kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. I never really thought I was going to be in that position. What are the priorities for you coming up on that June 1st date? I was still being followed by Japanese media wanting pictures of the baseball. Welcome to the Highland Bears podcast. I'm your host, Bill Willis, and this is episode three. Today, we are joined by Highland Bears manager, Josh Evans. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. You're quite welcome. Send us your comments and questions to the podcast crew. Email us using the address podcast at highlandbears.com. For this episode, we are recording our episode at Full Tilt Ice Cream in White Center. We want to thank the staff, including manager Lindsay and the owners, Ann and Justin, for accommodating us tonight. For those not familiar with Full Tilt Ice Cream, they offer several flavors by the scoop, including a waffle cone or cup. They also offer pints to go. You know, they have vegan ice cream, and it's made with coconut milk. And, by the way, one thing that a lot of people probably don't know is that they offer beer here. And uh, tonight, I'm enjoying a Black Raven Trickster IPA. Josh, what do you have? I have a uh, Scotch-style pike kilt lifter, and it's quite tasty. You know, the beer is very tasty. And, it's cold. Yep, and I've had the ice cream here a couple days ago, and it was really good. But at this time of day, uh, a beer works just fine. I absolutely agree with you. So what was your first coaching position? Uh, obviously, I'm guessing it wasn't the Highland Bears. No, no, no. So my first coaching position was kind of a weird scenario. I was... Uh, training by myself uh just randomly i don't really remember what ballpark it was at though but i was 16 years old and uh uh now a friend of mine uh asked me if i wanted to coach a baseball team with them and help out every once in a while when i could and i had my own schedule i had my own practice and school and all that but i made time and i went out there and coached and (laughs) i uh (laughs) i was uh very inexperienced but uh i had a uh an awesome opportunity kind of see what it was to coach and I didn't know if I really wanted to do it or not I, I, I just I have the baseball player mentality and when you have the baseball player mentality it's hard to be a coach so let me ask you when when you were out at the park and you were approached about coaching were you playing hopscotch you're playing in the sandbox I mean you're 16 years old right I think I was swinging what? huh I was on the swings I think you're no I'm just kidding no I think I was just uh bouncing a ball off the wall or something like that I don't remember remember exactly what I was doing but it was Something to do with throwing a ball off the wall, I assure you. I did that all the time. Friend approached you, said, hey, are you interested? So you started helping out. Absolutely. And one of the big reasons why I wanted to help out my brother, Caleb, uh, uh, I really wanted him to get into baseball. We played wiffle ball our whole entire lives. And when uh, he had the opportunity to play some ball uh, in an organization where I played, I was like, that's a really cool moment right there. I, I want to be a part of it. And that also helped for my decision to help out coaching that team. Okay, so 16 years old was your first, let's just say, assistant coaching position, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. Uh, assistant coach, um, but this is also before community college. Yeah, this is before I was I was still playing at that time. So did you get another coaching position after that year, or no, did you just uh, start playing until actually, community college kid? <laughs> uh, I think when I was 17, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 17, I helped out with a t-ball team as well, too. A uh, neighborhood kid that... Uh, uh, Hung out in the neighborhood. His dad's like, hey, if you want to ever swing by the baseball uh, practice, come on and help out. And I wanted to be around baseball. I loved it. So I went out there every once in a while and, and, and I worked with the youngsters. 
I think it was five real group of kids, and uh, just that kind of set the tone for coaching. And I look back, and now I kind of realize why I did, why I coached today, and I enjoyed that time. And it wasn't really nothing big. I probably out there 10, 15 times or whatever it was, but uh, I mean, it was just a small little uh, assistant position that time. So. When did the Bulldogs come into play? Were you at the Bull, with the Kent Bulldogs during this time? Yeah, I think uh, from 16, 16, 17, 18. And yeah. I actually, uh, a lot of people don't know this, though. I actually played under Stephen Finch, though. So, uh, um, assistant GM. So, it's kind of uh, a long-term relationship we've had. Okay, so let's go forward. And you're at the community college. Again, what is it? Uh, Pierce Community College. Okay, so you're at Pierce Community College, and you're doing one year there. Yep and it's time to hang up the cleats. Were you still doing some coaching on the side? No, I was 100% focused on ball at that time. Okay. So then now you left uh, Pierce Community College. Where, where do you go now? Uh, so I uh, had a little bit of a downtime. Uh, thought about what I was going to do with my life. Uh, I always assumed I was going to be someone that had a career in the big leagues. I mean, that's what everyone's dream is as a young kid. And I didn't really have a plan B. Uh, like I said, I didn't really like school. Um, so I took a, took a step back, uh, kind of figured out what I was going to do with my life. And uh, <laughs> then I got a phone call from uh, one of the coaches of an uh, 11-year-old team. It was about 10 years ago. Uh, was like, hey, man, I got tryouts coming up here this weekend. Heard you might want to help out. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I'll call you back if, if it's something I want to do. And uh, I called him back, I think, two days later. And uh, I haven't ever stopped so 11-year-old? Yeah, 11-year-old. Right. And then where did that take you from there? Uh, 11, 12, 14, 15, 15, 16. What, what uh, organization was this? Uh, I coached all out of uh, out of uh, Diamond Sports majority. One year I was coaching at a BLE. Okay. Uh, but uh, um, stuck around the area, though, coaching locally. When was your chance to actually start coaching with the Bears? It was, uh, man, I think it was right after the whole – whole uh justin asked me to jump in the Buntley outfit for a game uh, uh there was a situation that came up and uh he needed uh some assistant coaching help on the field and uh i got to coach along uh rich lundros the manager at the time and uh what year was this uh, <laughs> i think it was 2016 16 i think it was okay i hopped on the field and uh i did whatever i was asked to do at first and uh coach got the the, the the head coach manager at the time got a little comfortable with how I like to run things, and uh, uh, I, I built an awesome relationship with the players. And I realized I love this level of play. These guys are serious. They actually want to get work in. Uh, they, they're goal-oriented, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're serious about every action they do on the field. And that's something I didn't see at a younger age when I was coaching. Um, and the environment was awesome. I, I, I absolutely loved that time when I was assistant coach there, helping out. Was this the first time you had ever helped with coaching at this age level at yeah. 18 on up yeah well actually i i like uh, helped out with a few 18 year old teams over the past couple of years helping out when they needed assistant coaching from time to time or they needed a, a spot head coach because something came up but but um, not not collegiate not collegiate yeah. it, it's a completely different level yeah uh the mentality the, the the physicality of the game just completely changes when they get to the college level now we're jumping into 2017. Yep. You're asked to be the manager of the Highland Bears. What did that feel like when you were asked to step into that role? I thought it was an honor. It was kind of came, came out of nowhere, honestly. I, I never really thought I was going to be in that position. I, I wanted to be. And uh, 
when they asked, I was like, man, you know, it was kind of late down the timeline, but uh, I was like, you know what, I'm honored. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready to get after it. And uh, recruited a team in a short amount of time and uh, kind of learned the, the ins and outs of recruiting and, and, and what I need to do. And uh, learned a lot of things during that time. And it was an awesome experience. So it was, as you mentioned, it was late in the, not late in the season, but it was late at the late, beginning of the year. Yeah, late, late, late in terms of recruiting season. Right. So coming into 2018, they signed you early on. Yes. Into early. your second year contract. Yes. What was your expectation going into that 2018 season? Uh, it was pretty high, honestly. Uh, had a good group of guys, a good recruiting class, in my opinion. Uh, we started the season. We just uh, there was just small things here and there we just couldn't figure out. And uh, coming into the season, I hate to make excuses, but uh, it, it happens in the in sports. But had a bunch of injuries coming on, and it just wasn't really the picture that I painted in my head when we first came into it with all the injuries. Right. So it made it kind of tough. Uh, like I said, I hate excuses, but uh, tried to overcome it, and uh, just just here and there weren't doing things right, uh, and it kind of just compounds on you and. It, but these guys from day one, the last game we played, they competed every single game. Not one point did they give up or throw in the towel. It's a tough season. That's an absolutely tough season, but they never threw in the towel, and they worked hard all season for me. But besides injuries, what would be a couple of the uh, walls that you guys hit outside of that? Hitting, hitting with runners and scoring position was uh, an issue, uh, definitely at the beginning of the season, um, and it kind of continued throughout the season. Uh, and then uh, the second one was definitely pitching during key situations. We had a lot of great pitching performances last season, but it just came at a time after a not-so-good one. Right. Uh, we had a lot of uh, blown starts, uh, a lot of tough outings, and it just our guys were working through stuff, and it just maybe they were the wrong situation. Yeah, there were just a lot of tough spots on the mound last year. So now we're facing the 2019 season. Recruiting has been happening. Yep. Uh, roster is at about 20 players right now. And you have players that have been here last year, mm -hmm. and we have some new recruits coming yep. in. And it's salt and pepper to cross, both infield and on pitching. What are you excited about seeing some of these returning players coming back to the Bears? I'm not going to name names after the bat, but one of my biggest things is seeing these guys work through all, all the whole summer with me. A lot of them spent two years out of J.C., uh, worked a summer with uh, summer with the Highline Bears, competed, competed, competed. Saw some amazing competition, and now they're off at a lot of these guys right now are off of playing D1, D2 baseball over there. Really competitive schedules as well, and just seeing how that worth ethic kind of carried on over their school and then brings back. I just want to see how much better they are. Um, these guys we're bringing back were uh, extremely talented last season. Um, couldn't ask anything more from them. But I just want to see I want to see them improve. I mean that's the biggest thing with the Bears organization. We want to see guys grow and become better and better each year. And this is kind of my first opportunity to have that. We're having guys back, a handful of guys back, and I want to see that. So let's talk about the improving. Have you, during the recruiting session, even though you're looking at new players, do you also look at some of those returning players to see where they're at uh, since they've been away for the last, you know, six-plus months? Yeah, I try to keep in contact with former Highline Bears. Right. And I I, uh, I try to make constant contact with a lot of them. I, I, probably, I try to shoot texts out to them probably once every six months. I don't get to everybody, but I try to get as many people as I can. And a big reason that is because we built a, a huge relationship over summer, spent every day with each other. And uh, 
uh, you know, this goes beyond the baseball field. I don't want to just be, you know, their coach for, you know, three set months and boom, I'm out of their life. I want to be, you know, a part of their growing process. These are young men trying to do something with their lives. And uh, sometimes they uh, they got questions down the road that I help answer. And uh, I like to see them go off and do bigger and better things. So let's talk about some of the new recruits. Yep. Again, we're not going to name players because, we, you know, it's not about singling out one player versus another. But it's really, what are you excited about some of these new players coming in? Um, I know that you've been recruiting out of some new schools, yep. right, that we've never recruited from before. But let's talk about the new colleges and also some of the new players. Uh, we got a lot of athleticism coming. Uh, I've seen a lot of these kids play in the local area, er, local area for a couple years now, and I really like what they got. I really like what they have. Uh, some of these guys have been uh, working on the side at uh, different organizations trying to better their talent, and I see it. I see it. I see it in videos. I, I talk to coaches. Uh, I talk to their trainers, and it's just it's exciting bringing on guys that are excited about developing and having a positive impact every single day when it comes to their baseball careers. The comments I have from some of these guys I'm recruiting when I talk to their coaches are like, this is a standout kid. This is not just some kid we're sending it. We really like this kid. Great kid, great mind, knows what he's doing in the classroom and can handle himself on the field, and that's that's all we're asking for. I mean, that's I mean that, that's the whole package right there. Some of the new schools that we're recruiting at, uh, we've recruited at before, but just the, the, the puzzle didn't fit. But uh, a lot of these new schools, the puzzle fit perfectly for us, and I'm excited about it. Let's talk about players that won't be with us anymore that were here last year. I'm assuming offers went out to some of these players that we had last year, and for some reasons, uh, unbeknownst to me, some of these players decided not to return to the Bears. Um, do you have conversations with some of the players about that? Absolutely. I'm, I'm 100% open about the players. Uh, I, I see some of them signing with different organizations and stuff, and sometimes just a better fit for them. Uh, maybe the... The, the schedule was tough on them, or maybe their living situation was a little bit different than it was last summer. But uh, uh, it, there's that side of things, and there's also the side of things, maybe statistically they just weren't there. And uh, maybe just weren't at the point where we felt that we needed them back. Um, I'd love to have everybody back. I mean, I'd have a 90-guy roster if I could, but you know, when it's all said and done, we're about competing, we're about winning ball games, and uh, it's just what we have to do in this situation. So... It's no different than what happens in majors, right? Yeah. And in the minor leagues. There's changes that are made, and the goal is that they make changes that are better for them, and sometimes it's changes that are made better for the team. Yeah. This year, do you feel like you have a better handle on the recruiting than you did last year, or do you just feel like it's the same, except maybe you're approaching it a little differently? I think the variables are going to change every single year. Uh but yeah, absolutely. The, the recruiting, I think, is, is, is on track right now. Uh, there's a, still a few more, more pieces of the puzzle we got to get together. But for the most part, uh, I'm really comfortable with what we have right now, and I'm excited about this summer. So talk about some of those pieces that you're missing. Uh, uh, some of the bullpen pieces. I mean, every uh, summer collegiate team right now is kind of having, a, I wouldn't call it an issue, but uh, it's, it's not the easiest job finding pitchers during the summer because a lot of them have pitch counts or maybe they've they, uh, they threw too much or threw too little or they're going to other training programs without uh, game experience. So and, and with the, the growing of the collegiate leagues around the area, uh, there's not a lot of arms to go around. But when it's all said and done, we're going to get the guys we want. And 
I'm not worried about it at all. I mean, the, the puzzles are going to come, and we're going to be successful. So we're roughly about a 20-man roster right now. Yep. What's your goal by the time we get to opening night? 35 to 40 guys. 35, 40? Yep. Okay. And then uh, we're going to encounter a couple opportunities where we're going to sign some 10-day guys, give some guys that may not be on the, the, the big picture right now, but they earn their way in the first 10 days and show us something that we didn't see during the spring, and they're in a spot. I mean, I'm more than happy to take those guys. They can compete. They can show us something they didn't show in spring. Bring it. Let's go. Is that so? That's going to be part of that 35-40 man roster. Uh, possibly. It, okay. it could extend, extend a little past that. Uh, I want to have enough arms in the bullpen and make sure that everyone is properly uh, get the innings innings they need and uh, the necessities of uh, their colleges that they're coming from. We're looking at right now June 1st being opening night. What are the priorities for you coming up on that June 1st date that, uh, let's start with just in the next couple months, what what do you want to accomplish? i got a couple priorities. Uh, number one is definitely find the right guys uh, to fit in the bullpen properly, uh, maybe one more utility guy. And then also my second priority is the coaching staff. I want to make sure that i got a coaching staff that's one solid unit. We're all on the same page. We understand how to communicate with each other. We can communicate with the staff, the players, and just bond together through the whole, whole entire summer. I mean, it's a grind, and you want to grind with those guys that you actually trust and want to be by every single day. So uh, it, it's not an easy process, but uh, we're going to get there. What's one of the things that you enjoy, that fan interaction? Oh, the smile on the kid's face. Uh, yeah. You know, those kids don't go there expecting a baseball sometimes. They know they want one, and... Uh, sometimes I do. They bring a glove and uh, the smile on their face. Uh, I think the coolest thing is when you throw a ball to a kid and the first thing they react is run to their parents or their, whatever their siblings or whatever. And, I got a ball. I got a ball. I got a ball. And it's like, it's kind of cool. You see the players, you see the, the, the impact they make from just that small action right there. And then I think it's another thing is I like to every once in a while when the opportunity arises to uh, let some of the younger fans come on the field and I let my players play catch with them. Uh, and I kind of just teach them the values, you know, give back. We all were that age at one time. We were all youngsters, and that was a special moment, a special interaction with a player. I mean, some of these players, to these fans, they, they, they think they're just the best players in the nation. They don't know who they are, really. Uh, most of the time, it's just they're a ball player. They're on a field. They're, there's lights. and You'd almost think that they're wearing a cape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? They're, they're superheroes at the time. Right. Absolutely. And uh, they just make a huge impact. I mean, I've seen, I mean it's, <laughs> it's fun to watch. I mean, I, I love being able to uh, – to share that interaction with the fans, and uh, something I'm really looking forward to every single season. So, well, in running the bases, running the bases, when the kids are running the bases. Sometimes you get the adults running the bases. I'm telling you, that some of the beatings of the team got last year. Uh, I mean, their heads could have been down the dirt. Uh, they could have been pouting all mad and stuff. But uh, regardless of the score, win or loss, uh, when it was time to have those kids running on the bases, all the players perked up. They were ready to do it. I mean, they love those kids running around the bases, the interaction, the high fives, the the autographs they get to sign for all the youngsters. And uh, just, you know, baseball is more than a game. It's, uh, it carries off the field. Five favorites. Okay, it's time for five favorites with Josh Evans. You ready? I'm ready, man. Okay. Are you starting to play? Oh, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm shooting so, people right now. So just let everybody know, Josh is going to be playing Area 51 while I ask him five favorites. I'm shooting some zombies. <laughs> Okay, tartar sauce or ketchup? Ketchup. Autobots or Decepticons? Decepticons. <laughs> Chevy or Ford? Oh, Chevy. Hands Chevy. 
Paper or plastic? Oh, uh, paper. <laughs> okay, and favorite pitch? Favorite pitch, uh, change up. Change up. How'd you do on the score? Uh, I just almost, I think I just got killed. <laughs> Time out. No, I still got another life. I'm going to continue this right here. I, I keep shooting my own guys. All right. Oh, that's it for five favorites. I hear you're a Japanese media sensation. <laughs> yeah, somewhat, yeah. Okay, you got to set up that story and tell us about it. Uh, okay, so I was at a ball game one time just last season. It seemed like a long time ago. Uh, and uh, I was in Eggers Cantina and uh, just hanging out there. And uh, Shoei Otani was uh, playing catch because it was the day before a start. So he was just kind of getting loose, working out some kinks. Little light, little flat ground. And uh, I just, I just kind of know how baseball rolls. I know when he's done, he's not, he doesn't really have the need for a baseball. I go to the bullpen and get one on the dugout and get one. And I was like, you know what? This guy's this guy's going to throw me up a ball. You know, I'm, I, I kind of play the cocky card. I feel like I'm always going to get a baseball when I go to the game. I bring my glove to the game. I got to break that to you. I still bring the glove to the game. <laughs> a lot of people hate on that, but I'm always going to bring a glove to the ball. Why? Game. I don't know. Uh, a think, lot of people do. People think, uh, you know, you're, that's for a kid. But, you know, I like to. I like to have a go. I gotta be able to protect myself. You bet. He was done playing catch, and I was like, "Oh, Tony!" And uh, he, he threw me up a ball. But you know, the funny thing is, him being a superstar at all, he threw it wide, wide left, and it bounced up on some brick uh, wall type thing in the Eggers Cantina, and then bounced down and then bounced down the front uh, where I couldn't reach it at, down the ground and uh, behind the, the the wall. And I was like, "Man!" I was like, "Oh, Tony, can you please get this man?" I didn't think he was going to get it, honestly, but I figured if I begged enough, he'd be able to come get it for me. Walk around, came, got it. Uh, as he came over, um, we, ha- we have him on film, walking over. The whole thing's on film, and uh, this happened to be there was about probably 400 media, uh, Japanese media on the field and in the stands watching him play catch. And uh, he walked over, handed it to me, and then I handed him a pen, he signed it for me, he gave it back to me. Well, I didn't really know what I was getting into at that point, and I... <laughs> It's, it's kind of a it's kind of a, it's a really funny story because it's still haunting me. It's not really haunting me, but I'm still getting contacted by Japanese Japanese media as of last week. Wow! <laughs> so uh, immediately after I got that, everyone's like, "Holy cow! This guy just got a ball from Otani. I mean, he's a superstar. He's the next Babe Ruth. Who knows what he could be?" And I turn around, and about a minute later, I have about four or five Japanese media. They want my name. They want to take pictures of me with the baseball, and. Uh, I was like, you know, this this ain't gonna be nothing. Well, in the ninth inning of that game, I still getting, I was still being followed by Japanese media wanting quotes from me and wanting pictures of the baseball. Uh, Japanese, uh, like a huge media place over in Jap- Japan, uh, uh, interviewed me at my house. They wanted to come to my house again. They didn't want to come to my house. They actually interviewed me on Skype. They wanted to come to my house again and do a bunch of interviews, and they were gonna send people from Japan over to interview me, just specifically for that issue, for that situation. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to kind of stay off this one. But it was just a really, really cool opportunity. And uh, I'm a, I, I'll cherish up all forever. It's not, not something I'm ever going to sell. But I'll tell you, I couldn't tell you how many uh, Japanese uh, followers of Otani and from, uh, from Japan wanted to, me to sell that baseball to him. Good outtake. <laughs> I think at Transformers, it was, it was, I, didn't, I said the bad guys, didn't I? God, dang it. I just tried. I was like, "What? What? What? what, what can I pronounce?" <laughs> I went with that one. Wait, I, like, I picked the Decepticons. Damn. How's my voice for radio? Sound legit? You like it? It's fine. Josh and Bill in the mornings. 
or Bill and Josh in the mornings. I don't know. JB, B, <laughs> BJ. It may not work out very well. No, no. Well. <laughs> That's a wrap for this week. We want to thank our guest, manager Josh Evans, for joining us. Join us for our next podcast when we sit down with Highland Bears co-founder and White Center native Todd Coughlin. We will talk with Todd about being the Bears' first season manager, opening night of the inaugural season, travel stories, and growing up in White Center. You can reach the Highland Bears at their website, highlandbears.com, or on Twitter and Facebook, at Highline Bears. You can also email the Highline Bears using the address, info at highlinebears.com. Send us your questions and comments to the podcast crew. Email us using the address, podcast at highlinebears.com. Thanks for listening. May all your hits be dingers, and be a good sport always. This was the Highline Bears podcast.